don't matter what your name is Share your story, we'll be waiting Call, uh, uh, yeah, for the haters, whoa What's up, everybody, and welcome back to For the Haters podcast. Uh, for those of you new here, my name is Becky, and I will be your host. <laughs> uh, we also have Laura, who is our co-host and writer. Welcome. And then we have our special guest, Shauna. Hey. Or Dre. <laughs> you can call me whatever. <laughs> Dr. Dre. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. Anything. Um, awesome. So I'm pumped to have you here so i was looking up facts today okay i decided to do a little bit of research and i found out that i am completely clueless <laughs> about, about the well i don't know why i wouldn't be but about the process mm-hmm. um so well everyone's probably well, this is a really I'm, good tease no no, no yeah. i like this yeah. <laughs> um and i was just like mind blown right like I, there's like laws and stuff i'm just like yeah. holy crap like this like i couldn't i was like this can't be real like yeah. how and it is real i can um, attest to this she was sending me things yeah i was sending her like <laughs> screenshots from articles and i'm like i was like i didn't know this i didn't know that but before we get into that why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself um just to give people an idea of who you are you know where you came from okay. and just a, a nice quick summary okay well um i'm an esthetician makeup artist um bridal expert <laughs> no um i do a lot of weddings and i've done film and things like that um but that's just my occupation i try to make the world as beautiful as possible <laughs> as any way i can i guess um i like to consider myself like a little bit of a humanitarian and stuff but I need more funds fit in right for here. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a mom of two, um, a wife of one. <laughs> um, it's not Utah. You don't have to clarify that here. <laughs> yeah, you know, you never know. Um, uh, you I, and your husband have been together for a while. Uh, forever. <laughs> <laughs> no, a very long time. Um, this July, we'll celebrate... Uh, 14 years of Ooh, marriage. Congrats. Of yeah. marriage. Marriage. Yeah. How long have you been dating? Um, or, you know, together in its entirety? I mean, I met him when I was, like, 17. Yeah. Um, we weren't, like, dating, dating mm-hmm. um, until, like, really seriously, like, maybe, like, 18, 19. Um, but he proposed to me shortly after we were dating, like, seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, mm so, like, I've known him my whole adult life. Right. Um, which is gross. Um, <laughs> because, like, last this last birthday, I was like, oh, my God, I officially know you longer than I haven't known you. Right. That's sweet, though. Um, mm. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He knows I tease him all the time. Um, and he'll probably kill me talking about years because he's, like, feeling it. Because um, <laughs> he's older than me. Um <laughs> But yeah, we you know we live in Bethlehem and um, we've had this you know cute little life. Yeah, um, your daughters are precious. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I think so, um, most of the time. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, my my oldest is um, an aspiring chef. Yeah. Um, like incredible, nice. like it's crazy. Yeah, she has a little YouTube channel. Shout out to Samara's Kitchen. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, nice. What is it again? Samara's Kitchen. Samara's Kitchen. Yeah, on YouTube, she also has the same handle on Instagram. Um, Give her a yes. follow, guys. Yeah, sure. she's doing. She's stuff. thirteen. Yeah, she's been doing. Um, you know, like stuff that, like sh- my friends that are chefs, like executive chefs, um, have been doing. You know, for a couple of years, she's been doing that, like, you know, like fruit caviar and things like that. Yeah, seriously. You know, people like the Flavor Bible, which is like a author of like one of the biggest books like for cooking are following her. So, um, wow, precocious. Oh, my God. I hope my kids are something like that. (laughs) She's been cooking since she was like three or four. And I brag about her all the time. And um, my little one, uh, I think she's going to be a singer. Um, She makes songs about everything. So that's sweet. um, How old is she? She's going to be five soon, um, but she's, like, 
15 in, you know, in <laughs> personality. The other day, um, my, my oldest had to go to a formal and she's like, I'm going to steal that dress when I get older. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but they, they both very different personalities, but they both light up my life. Like, yeah, sounds very inventive. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Um, I like to think that I'm part of the creativity. <laughs> <laughs> you add to it. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. So now that we have a nice little recap of you, um, I think that the best place to start is where the thoughts began, right? Like when did the thought process? So th- we're going to be talking about, if you haven't read the title, um, surrogacy mm-hmm. and you were a surrogate. And, um, you know, when did you start thinking about going down this road? I mean, I tossed around the idea a couple of times, like over the years. Um, I have, I'm basically like my grandparents' ninth child. My mom was a teen pregnancy, so I was raised with my aunts and uncles, and she was like in the middle of eight children. So Mm -hmm. all my younger aunts and uncles are really close in age to me. Now my uncle um, had um, you know, possible fertility issues. And, um, you know, I didn't want to pry too much, but I kind of like threw it out there and was like, well, if you need somebody to carry for you now, this was only after my first, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, if you need somebody to carry for you, then, you know, I'll do it. I hate being pregnant, but I'll do it. And he like laughed it off. And, um, you know, I mentioned the same thing to like, a you know, a friend and, uh, thankfully they didn't need me um and then I had my second and it kind of was more of a a yearning that I was um thinking because I was told before I had my first that I was probably not going to be able to have children Hmm. um I had cervical cancer twice I'm one of the rare percentage of people that it kind of just like manifests we think we have an idea of why Um, but usually cervical cancer comes from HPV Mm -hmm. and I was negative to all, you know, all the testing and everything like that. So, um, knowing that, like when I, when me and my husband were first talking about having children, having that in the back of my head, like killed me. Mm -hmm. And that was just a thought. Mm -hmm. So fast forward to after I had my second, And I was just like, you know what? I'm good with two. You know, I'm good. Um, I don't really want to have any more children for myself. So I looked at Brad and I was like, what if I'm, what if I become a surrogate? (laughs) And he's like, I said, is that crazy? And he's like, yeah. (laughs) And I was like, I kind of want to. And he's like, are you sure? He's like, you are miserable pregnant. And I was like, yeah, I kind of, I kind of want to do it. Yeah. I feel like that's like a a pretty first question is like, did, did you have good pregnancies? But yeah, most people are like, oh, you must love being pregnant. And I'm like, I hate it. So wait, so what inspired you to do it then? So the fact that like, and I even said that to my husband when we were kind of going through everything, um, there was a couple of times because you have to go through like all kinds of screenings and all kinds of medical stuff. And, um, he was like, is this really worth it? Like, are you, you know, are you? And I said to him, you know, and this was after we had already met the parents. um, I was like, remember when we were told that Mm -hmm. it was a 50-50 shot? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, remember how bad I bawled and how, like, you felt like. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, he. and then he looked looked at me and then he just, like, put his hands up and was like, it's okay. I get it. Hmm. And then we pushed on. Right. Um, Because it has to be a mutual thing right yeah when you're in a relationship I would assume (laughs) um yeah yeah well I mean they have to your partner whether you're married or not um has to go through the gamut as well like so they get screened and they get yeah so they so you get background checks of course you know um Mm -hmm. for both of you right and you went through did you go through an agency or was it private I, I did okay um, I just wanted to make sure that I was protected too, mm-hmm. you know, like I didn't, not that I wouldn't love to raise another child, but like, I didn't want to be like, <laughs> not, 
not stuck, but yeah. you know stuck. what I mean? Yeah. I don't know Absolutely. what the word would be. Yeah. You know? Left with a child right. that's not yours, right? Right. And um, I also didn't want it to be like, you know, I didn't have any say in, in, in what happens in my body. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because now I'm not here to say something about, you know, abortion for other people. But for me, I don't want, if I can help it, I didn't want to have um, an abortion. Mm -hmm. Um, I just didn't want to go through that kind of trauma. So I wanted to make sure that I was covered in all those aspects. So when I did the research, I went with the oldest agency for surrogacy. um, And they have the best track record and everything like that. And I don't know if you know... um, Bill Handel, like Handel on the Law. He he has his own like radio show and stuff like that. It sounds familiar. It's probably sounds yeah. he's really funny and he like jokes and yeah. stuff stuff. Well anyway, he's the lawyer that started the surrogacy agency. Hmm. Um so the surrogacy agency that I went through was um CSP. Um and they have an East Coast and a West Coast. I think they have somewhere in the middle too, but um their East Coast um, division is like in their headquarters is in Annapolis, um, but they know everything about surrogacy, like things that I didn't even think about. Um, mm-hmm. They knew, and that's when I knew that I had to go through an agency because I also didn't have somebody that I really wanted to do it for, you know. Yeah. And I think it was a blessing because if I did it for family or a friend, it might have been weird. Um, yeah. Like you'd have less autonomy. Right. right. And also like I'd feel more guilty or like I'd be like, oh, my God, like, are they watching me drink this coffee right now? Like, yeah. you know right, what I mean? Things right. like that. Yeah. So so the, they were not monitoring you virtually uh, To at all. an extent. Okay. Um, yeah, they have um, <laughs> contracts for me to um, basically like little things like, oh, they didn't want me to dye my hair. Or if I was like in a nail salon for like an extended period of time, um, uh-huh. I should wear a mask or something like that. Um, which is funny because I'm in the beauty industry Um, and like there was things like I was like well I get gray like like, (laughs) and I'm in the beauty industry so like I kind of have to color my hair Um, so I agreed for like that whatever I went back to my natural color and I didn't color my hair at all um, for that year or so um and they agreed to like update me do they pick you like do they go through like a catalog it's like a dating service (laughs) so it's really funny because um like i got three profiles and i'm assuming they got three profiles to start with yeah um well part of it is that you go down to annapolis and you have like an assessment with a psychologist. And Do they pay for you to go down there? So like, that's kind of, well, the first initial meeting, like yeah. if you're going to be rejected or accepted by the um, agency, it, it's not. It's like kind of on your dime. So mm-hmm. um, we go down, um, they interview. Not, now this is after all the medical stuff has gone through, which I didn't think they were going to accept me. That's what, yeah, that's what. Like, so I was kind of like, and I even said that to my husband, I'm like, what are the chances that they accept me, you know? And he's like, all right, you know? And then yeah. I think he, part of it was kind of like, he was like, yeah, you're not going to get accepted. Yeah, let, let <laughs> <laughs> um, but they, their whole thing was you carried two healthy ones to term, so we don't see a problem. And it's not like any of your hardware except for the womb. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're good. Um, but... uh we went down to Annapolis and I had to take a personality test, which is really funny because it had like things like I can read people's minds and like <laughs> things like that. And I'm, I'm like, I kind of can. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm like, are they going to think I'm crazy? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it was like really random questions and then, um, or what I think is to be random. And then you get interviewed by a psychologist who talks to you and your husband, asks you all the normal questions like, why are you trying to do this, whatever, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, just to kind of get a read on everybody. And then um, then she asks you, or depending on where you're at, I had um, a great counselor. Her name is Barbara. So she um, asked me, you know, my hobbies, my interests, things like that, and matched us up as good as possible. Like, 
um, would I be opposed to carry for a same sex couple? Or I'm so I'm, I'm assuming this is for everybody as well. Mm. Um, of course, I don't care, you know, like I'm like, whatever. And um, so my my three profiles were a single gay father okay. or prospective father um, and an older uh, married couple um, who um, were kind of like out of my stratosphere when it comes to intelligence, like. Mm-hmm. He was like a biophysicist oh, and gee, like, wow. and like, but I think they matched us because I also was okay with like being an interracial couple or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, they, and she was like a lawyer or something like that. So it was like, am I really going to have anything in common? Like, with <laughs> like um, and so is that important like not to stop you but is like the is that kind of bonding necessarily important here i think to an extent like obviously you know we don't have to be besties or whatever but like you have to get along to an extent and you also have to have stuff to i mean i'm carrying their baby i need them to trust me i need them to know that you know um I just wanted to have a better rapport because I also was hoping that they wouldn't just be like, thanks for my baby, peace out. Like, you yeah, know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. And and if I didn't have that rapport with them, then I feel like... There wasn't even that chance. Right. Yeah. They would have just been out. So you were looking for a more long-term relationship with I this I was child. hoping, right. yeah. Like, I mean, I understand, okay. like, y- you have to get on with your life and I don't mm-hmm. want to be that tether, you know? Um, I don't want it to be forced but um the couple that we ultimately picked um ended up being in this beauty industry as well um they're local um which kind of was one of their criteria too because they kind of wanted to be able to visit whenever um and they were just so chill and they're closer to our age they literally mirrored our ages Mm um and uh just like I said, they were just so chill and they were like, I was like, is there anything that you want me to eat? Like, you know, <laughs> things like that. Like I'm being like, this isn't my baby. Like, I'm like, whatever, you know, like, what do you want? Yeah. Um, because this is what you would do if this was yours, right. you know, aside um, from the hair dye and like the nail salon right. exposure, right. were there any weird stipulations or no, they were okay. like, you've had two healthy babies. We're going to defer <laughs> to you. Like, cool. You know, they were so nice. Um, and to, and, to make sure that people understand it was like completely the two of theirs. Like it was her. Yeah. So they had, uh, three embryos left from, uh, they tried for themselves. They, um, yeah. So they tried IVF, um, uh, a lot of times, um, unfortunately. And, um, just could never get pregnant. And, um, they had three left. And I was like, okay, the pressure's on. Because they weren't going to harvest anymore. Yeah. Their journey was going to be done. Um, I just yeah, got, like, chills. I know, yeah. I know. So, like, <laughs> I was literally, like, I, I've i never prayed more for a baby in my life. <laughs> not um, even for your own? <laughs> not even for my own. My own, I was kind of like, oh, if it happens, it happens. Um, I mean, of course, I did pray. Like, oh, I hope I get pregnant. But, like, not, like, I was literally in church, like praying for this baby and um I when I got the transfer and everything I was like there show me a sign hmm. everything 11s are big to me because it's mm-hmm. like my birth number or my birthday um my husband's birthday um so it's kind of like a theme in my life and as soon as I got the transfer I looked up the clock it was 311 <laughs> and I was like that's the sign. Like, I know, I, I know it's going to be good. So I waited four days to start testing. Mm-hmm. And on the fourth day, there was like a faint line. And then a couple of days later, I did, I think I did six days. And then it started to get darker and darker. Hmm. And I was like, yeah, I think this is it. And then it was on the, the first try. First try. Wow. That makes me like so happy for yeah. them too. Yeah. So, um, if they wanted to try and do surrogacy again, they have two other embryos that they can do and give her a sibling, hopefully. Yeah. Um, Is there any talk of you giving them uh, another child? They would like, well, they, they said in the middle of my last journey, 
um, they said, oh, you know, we wish you could have done, you could do the next one, but um, a fertility clinic won't even touch me um, because I've had three cesareans and all these other abdominal surgeries that they won't even consider it because the uterus is too compromised. So you're, so this is the end of your That's journey. That's the end of my journey, unfortunately. Yeah. I would have totally okay. done it again. Um, and mm. I guess I could push the envelope and go privately and do it. Um, but they, they probably won't, you know, they probably won't, um, you know, or I would say like a fertility doctor wouldn't recommend Sure. that I do it sure. mm-hmm. like right. if they want the best chances right like the bang for your buck factor I guess you would <laughs> say you know um so you know we all got really lucky that it was the first time and um they wanted a daughter um wow, and they have a amazing. daughter that's so, amazing um so yeah it's, it's good they, they even said to me like when they first met um met um my daughter so like we think it's like a good sign yeah, that you have had girls. yeah. <laughs> how was um how was the pregnancy itself um this was actually one of my most difficult pregnancies mm-hmm. um, because with surrogacy and IVF in general, you have to take a lot of sh- shots mm-hmm. um, and you feel pregnant like almost immediately. Like, okay. um, so because it's like tricking your body into being pregnant already before you get the transfer. Interesting. Um, so you're kind of playing catch up with the embryo and... Um, so it, that part was difficult, but also um, I found out that I was allergic to the oil that the hormones were um, carried in. So that was like a good eight to ten weeks in that I found out that I was allergic to this oil, and I was having like <laughs> asthma attacks and breathing tr- like oh, and welts all over my butt, oh, like because no. that's where you have to give your injections. Yeah. And so I was like, why can't I breathe? Like this is really bad. Um, and then I ended up having a hemorrhage. Your um, ab? Uh, no, uh, I guess because IVF, it happens in a lot of other pregnancies, but with IVF, it's more common to have a subcurial hemorrhage. Yeah. Um, because everything's more vascular. It's almost like a blister in there. Um, and then sometimes they rupture and it's like a ton of blood. Um, so I thought I was miscarrying. And I was like, we literally when I started to have this hemorrhage that Monday we had the confirmation of heartbeat so Thursday I thought I started to miscarry oh and I was like I cannot tell them that I'm losing their baby like wow so I was like freaking out I have many questions yeah but I think the the first one okay so in Becky's research, Mm -hmm. we learned that there are states that actually outlaw Mm -hmm. surrogacy as Mm -hmm. a profession Mm -hmm. not I think they call it altruistic uh, surrogacy, where it's like, if you wanted, to, member, like yeah. if I wanted to carry Becky's baby mm-hmm. or something, like that's fine. But if I wanted to pay Becky to carry mine, mm-hmm. that's a problem. Yeah, not in New Jersey, but in New York and other states, that's surprising. New Jersey. They just changed it. Oh, it's okay. Um, New Jersey, they just changed it because I believe in Jersey, it was still well. Jersey, it's not illegal. She's in PA. Yeah, in, okay. in PA. It's weird because it's a commonwealth, so, you know, it's kind of anything kind of goes in that yeah. respect, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but uh, the easiest states to be a surrogate is, I believe, California, mm-hmm. Maryland, and uh, I want to say somewhere um, up north. Okay. M- maybe, like, you know, one of the New England states. Sure. Um, but for sure, Maryland and California. Um which is why the agency is in Annapolis. So, um, ah, okay. but I, it's really, it, it was completely outlawed in New York mm-hmm. because. And still is. It still is. Right. And I think they're talking about, or maybe they just, you know, went ahead with, you know, reversing it because there was a surrogate that had it and then like reneged on the whole deal. Um, okay. And it wasn't even her child. It was like. It, so they're like, forget it. You yeah. ruined it for everybody kind of deal. Um, Interesting. And that was back in like the 80s, I think. Oh, maybe wow. maybe, it, maybe early 90s. Um, but it, it's been a while for that. And um, uh, for me, like I couldn't leave Pennsylvania after 20 weeks 
Because if I were to have it, say, in New Jersey, um, even though, like, Phillipsburg is, like, 15 minutes from me. Yeah. Um, if I were to have the baby in New Jersey, I, it, it would have my name. And Whoa. I would have, they would have to adopt their own baby. Get out of here. Yeah. That, so, okay, that, I, I don't think Becky learned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's really weird. <laughs> you didn't send me that screenshot. So, so, so were you waiting for the surprise? Hell. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really weird and like state to state basis, but for sure in Jersey, it was like, you cannot um, go and have this baby in Jersey because there would be added costs yeah. for litigation and all this other stuff so. and added stress right 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 but so so the so the question w- was going to be and, and it is you did it as a like a you were compensated right yeah they took care of like medical and things like that and i did get compensated um for the surrogacy in general um so let's say mm-hmm. right going back to when you you believed for a second that you might have been um miscarrying mm-hmm. in the event you miscarry mm-hmm. do you not get paid so you don't get paid like everybody thinks you get paid like you don't get paid like say like an x amount of money at the end mm-hmm. it's mi- per milestone so for me to get a confirmation of heartbeat i got you know x amount that's interesting so it's like incremental payments right so going back to like if I didn't carry to term, they said, okay, well, if it's X amount of weeks plus days, that's when. And then, um, you know, if I had to do extra procedures like a DNC or something like that, then yeah. they would give me just for like pain and suffering. Cause that's really what the compensation is considered. Okay. It's considered pain and suffering. It's not sure. like, oh, thanks for my baby, I'm buying, you know what I mean? I'm <laughs> right. paying cash or whatever. It's kind of like, it's just like to make your life easier because this sucks. Right. Um, or, you know, just in general, just to kind of make your life easier. Like, I could have gotten like uh, X amount of massages towards the end or um, even like a maid service. Hmm. Um, the only thing that I did like take advantage of was Grubhub because I was so sick I was like I cannot cook anything yeah for especially for the first beginning like the beginning of the the pregnancy now mind you I was throwing up the day that I had her like I I threw up the whole time but um but the beginning was always really really rough for me and Grubhub saved my life. <laughs> we don't sponsor. We don't sponsor. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Any delivery service, really. Yeah. Sorry. No sponsoring. Although I am salty with them right now. Now that I'm not pregnant. <laughs> um, this is so, this is so, in, on, like, on so many levels is this interesting. Thanks. I, cu- I couldn't believe that. It was, I didn't, I couldn't believe it was illegal in some states. Yeah. It's in illegal, a lot of states. It's illegal overseas in general. Oh, yeah. Oh, and that's why all. Um, Everywhere overseas? Like even Europe? Europe is the, one of the biggest. Wow. They're yeah. so progressive. You would think. Yeah. Um, but it's just, I don't know if it's because IVF is not. Um, I think it, it's something to do with the IVF in general. Okay. It, is surrogacy, um, like, paid for by insurance at all? No. Okay. That comes from, um, there's a trust put in to get, uh, put in for, um, from the parents or the parent, the family yeah. of, sure. you know, whoever. Um, and that money goes to, like, I, there's a little bit allotted for everything. So, like, I didn't have to pay for my lawyer, mm-hmm. um, which is great. Um, and any other medical expenses, thankfully my insurance covered the surrogacy. Sure. Um, like my pregnancy. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Some insurances don't, um, which I was very lucky mine, um, did, but they would also like, I guess, get you signed up for like Obamacare or whatever if, if, if it didn't. Right. But, um, and then whatever rolls over as far as expenses go comes out of that trust. Okay. Yeah. So, 
you know, at some point we're going to, we definitely want to learn how your family reacted mm-hmm. to everything. But earlier you'd mentioned that one of the options that you could have paired with was like a single gay father. Right. And one of the things Becky screenshotted me earlier was the difference between traditional mm-hmm. surrogacy and I think it's called gestational mm-hmm. surrogacy. So in one case, you used, to quote you, your hardware. And yeah. in another case, <laughs> it would not be your hardware. Had you chosen the single gay father, mm-hmm. what, like how... He had a donor. He had a donor. Yeah, okay. so my criteria for my matches were they had to have their own um, egg donor. Okay. Um and however they came up with an embryo is up to them. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know um, how. Um, but I was like, I couldn't, because then it's my child. Right. Yeah. Well, that's why I want to know how you felt about that. Um, yeah. And and had it been for a family member, it might have been a little bit easier for me to donate an egg. Um, that, but then that's weird. It's like, I'm your mommy aunt. Or I'm like, you yeah, know what I mean? Right. Like, you're whatever. Yeah, but. that's a weird, yeah. I think that if my sisters asked for my egg, I'd probably give it to them. Yeah. But I don't know. It's like, a, you don't know until, a little, until yeah. you are there. It's personal. And just for me, like, I didn't want to be so removed from a child that was mine. Right. Because then that's what I would consider it. Right. Um, It's interesting how many men are, like, willing to be sperm donors, mm -hmm. you know, for a few extra bucks. But, like, to women, it's it's a lot more personal. And and, um, I I do know surrogates, and that's the great part about CSP, because that they, like, they mandate um, every three months we go to a group therapy. Oh, that's awesome. That's really great. Which is why, like, I can't, like... Say how great they were enough because yeah. they th- they literally thought of everything. Hmm. Yeah, um, like even like things that you know I didn't even think about. Like as far as like if I were to pass away mm-hmm. in an accident, hmm. like how long do you keep me on life support? Wow, to bring the baby. Oh to my turn. god! Yeah. So and and for me, I'm just like if something good could come out of it, and there and and. Um, the counselors and stuff like that were like, well, you don't know what kind of um, toll it'll take on your family. Yeah. To see you there but not there. Yeah. Um, and then, it, you know, that kind of helped push um, kind of my decision because I was kind of like, well, I'm not going to be alive. Let my husband make that decision. Um, and that was also a tricky part um and the only time that me and the parents kind of disagreed um was when uh there was that you know a little bit of a hiccup because to them they're like our baby like we want our baby to have the best chance so of course 40 weeks you know what i mean um but god forbid something were to happen to me at 20 weeks and here my daughters are seeing me lifeless yeah for 20 more weeks right do you know what i'm saying yeah so my and on a monetary note the cost of keeping you right well uh, you know that would have had to been for them yeah they would have uh, have had to cover it yeah um but i just was worried more about my family's um emotions Mm -hmm. and and my husband was like also in line with me like well if something good come of it but i was like well you don't know how you're gonna feel until that happens so let's like let you make that decision. And I think I, I give a lot of credit to um, my counselors because she, like, called them up and was like, the chances of it happening are very slim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, you know, out of respect for her family, like, this kind of has to happen. Right. Yeah. You know, so, you know, they kind of backed off. And thankfully, everything, you know, was fine. But, um, but yeah, I didn't even think of that. Like, who yeah. thinks of that? You know, yeah. like, there's so many levels of just, <clears throat> of interest here. I yeah. mean, this it, this yeah. is incredible. So, um, you know, they they do these uh, surrogacy groups, and you get to hear stories from all these wonderful women, and a lot of them are egg donors, and um, they just think wow. of it very altruistically like mm-hmm. like i'm a little more selfish like i think yeah. it, than them i'm like oh i want to be like you but I can't. <laughs> um but they're like 
we're helping like we're you know we're doing this for people who can't and <laughs> do you have to is there a requirement to have kids to be able to be a surrogate yeah. well at least for this agency i don't yeah. know how it is i, I read i read that like it was highly recommended yeah. that you have your own children to be a surrogate yeah it's like proof of performance mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> you know? well you it's, it's not even it's cervix y- or yeah something. But it wasn't even performance though that it was talking about it was talking about like you and i could sit here and say how we would feel after having a kid but oh, like okay. we don't know how we would feel like right. you had children and you knew how you felt like after yeah thing. that's interesting it's yeah. like an okay. emotional like can you do yeah, it? Yeah, can yeah, yeah. And and working with hmm. a bunch of women, they were like, mm, "You're crazy!" Like yeah. you know what I mean? They're like, "I couldn't do it." Like if I'm doing all the work, it's mine. Like you know, <laughs> right? Yeah. No, no, no. And that's I would probably feel the same way. So yeah. I think I if I don't think I want to bear kids, mm-hmm. um, but I think that if I ever did bear my own children, I think I would be able to like bear help someone else's. Bear yeah. someone else's, but I just don't think I want to in well, that realm for at me all. because i think hating pregnancy like definitely worked in my favor all of my friends hate pregnancy yeah. i think it worked in my favor because i think part of <clears throat> me was like is this just something i'm going through mm-hmm. you know and it wasn't like it was more like a cold and like when's the time yeah. up okay. like you know uh, what I mean? yeah and and yeah. and i honestly with my own children no, I, I like I love them. Yeah. You know, they're like the light of my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I didn't have that oh I love you already. You yeah. know, like moment when I, they were in my stomach. Like I was kinda like it was like I was very removed from okay. my pregnancy. Yeah. And it, it was almost, because it was so it was you I think part of that was you know, a struggle. You know, but it also felt very alien to me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Every time they moved I was if I thought it was cool, it was kinda funny. Yeah. Um, especially when they're big and they're like moving all around <laughs> and stuff but uh it was very like strange interesting um, so you didn't feel any sort of bonding no with it wasn't any with any okay and it wasn't until after my daughters were born um and the bonding process happened a little later with my oldest because i had an emergency c-section and i okay. lost a lot of blood with her mm-hmm. so i couldn't hold her for the first couple of days oh. so that bonding didn't happen till much later yeah you know um but it wasn't until like you're holding them, you're feeding them, you're doing all these things that you're like, oh, you know, like I bore you. Yeah. <laughs> With my first, I was kind of like I thought it was like a babysitting job. Like <laughs> I was like, is somebody gonna pick her up? Like yeah. not that I was hoping that somebody would pick her up, but like, <laughs> but like I was, I was just so removed from the situation, and I was so used to being the babysitter, right? That I was like, this is weird. That's so funny. I have I had a friend that like had a child and she was like i don't understand why people aren't honest about having a kid like i just went from me and my husband to some stranger sleeping with us and like i didn't love her like (laughs) like i don't know you i don't know her like (laughs) but i guess everyone's different right (laughs) of course and there are some women that are like oh my god i'm so in love already and they're like looking at these garbled <laughs> ultrasounds and they're like oh you see it's so cute i'm yeah. like mm. <laughs> um and <laughs> maybe maybe they think they have to say it maybe i don't and i don't know if it's conditioning and i don't know if right. it's like you know kind of a, the family aspect but for me i just kind of was like it was just a means to an end and it was mm. like the end product is what mattered to me right so i feel like that really answers the question of like your emotional state Mm -hmm. right like yeah my dad swore up and down that i was like gonna be a wreck like he's like i don't agree with this like Hmm. i don't think you should do it what did your daughters think because so what was it like for them seeing mommy pregnant but you having to explain that like well it's not it's not a sibling yeah so i didn't tell my oldest until like i got approved and got the meeting and everything yeah. like that and then i told her i was like so i'm gonna be having somebody else's baby and she now she was like 10 when we started the journey yeah um so she was like oh that's cool but then she was like wait how are you gonna have somebody else's baby yeah <laughs> and then i had to explain to her like oh they're gonna just put their egg 
um, their fertilized baby and stuff like that. Inside. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's not mommy's. It's like not like your sister or brother. Like it's not anything from me. And she was like, oh, okay. And then that was it. It's so funny because people don't give credit to kids, to kids. enough, yeah. like, of exactly. what they can comprehend. Exactly. It's like, when yeah, when you explain, you know, different things, you know, yeah. like, you know, same-sex marriage or yeah. whatever. Like, <laughs> I took my daughter to um, a commitment ceremony years ago before it was um, legal. And um, I was like, oh, yeah, so my friends are getting married, but it's two girls. And she was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> People underestimate yeah. children. Then, they really yeah. do. And they then, also underestimate children's like blind apathy. Like they yeah. don't give a shit. Like as yeah. long as everyone's and, happy. And the funny thing is, and the funny thing is, after the the ceremony and stuff like that, um, I was like, so what do you think? And she was like, it was weird. And I was like, why? Why was it weird? She was like, because they kissed. And I was like, is it was it weird that they kissed because there was two girls or just kissing in general? She's like, in general. <laughs> like she's, just, she's just like not like yeah. a kissy person. Um, <laughs> she thinks it's weird when me and my husband, you know, kiss or anything like that. She's always like, Ooh. it's funny. Um, so I was happy to know that it wasn't because she was a bigot. It was just <laughs> <laughs> We're not raising this. That's amazing. We're not raising this. But my my little one, um, when I told her, she hadn't been around pregnant people. Mm -hmm. She was the last grandchild before my brothers um, had their kids. And she's not around my brother's um, significant others enough to To kind of realize i mean now she knows that oh when you're carrying a baby it's usually yours but back then she didn't know um because she was only like two she just turned two um when we started and so for her to think of like oh yeah there's a baby in there but she didn't know it had to be usually it's yours right um so i didn't even like get into it with her i was just like this isn't mommy's baby. And like, so every time I said, whose baby is this? And then she'd be like, oh, yeah. And then yeah. she would say the parents' <laughs> names and stuff. And then I was like, is it my baby? And she's like, no, I'm your baby. Like, you know. Yeah. So that was, and that was it. She took ownership um, of that. Yeah. 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 I, she locked down. She's like, that's, nope, you're my mom. <laughs> um, but it's nice now um, because the baby, is, like they, the parents consider me kind of like family and they, um, consider my daughters kind of like the big sisters oh that's cute um so they um you know welcomed us with open arms even after which is so nice because my daughters really fell in love with them okay um so you you all have an active relationship yeah we actually saw each other a few weeks ago very nice um we try to get together as often as possible and they were there during the delivery and everything so yeah so (laughs) who was in the room (laughs) so usually with a c-section you're only allowed one person okay um and like the agency was like don't feel obligated to like have them in there and whatever and i was just like my husband saw the first one by accident (laughs) he's like no (laughs) and like the second one he even sat out yeah like my aunt came in the, with my with my second one. He was like, it was funny the way he told me. He was like, if you don't mind, I kind of I kind of want to meet her the same time Samara meets her, and and not for nothing. Like I can't get it out of my head because when with my first one, he was behind the curtain and everything was fine. But they were like, oh, do you want to come and see your daughter? Like after they clean her up and like you yeah. know, weigh her and everything like that, and he's like, "Sure," and he's not. And out of reflex, he looks over and sees and I like Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like I have like intestines. It's like a horror movie, and my husband's very squeamish. Mm. So yeah. he was like, "Never again." Like I can't. So um, I was like, "No, he's not going to be in there." And like, who else is going to be in there for me? Like, <laughs> you know. So I was like, for sure, I want the mother to be in there because like this is her moment. Yeah. But I would love for the father to be in there too. And they're like, yeah, usually we don't do that because it's like a liability thing. And what yeah. if they pass out? And like, we're, we only have X amount of room plus X amount of staff. And we have to, the priority is really you and the baby. Yeah. Um, so I somehow convinced them the morning of the <laughs> delivery. <laughs> and the anesthesiologist was like, all right, if they sit down and do not move, <laughs> we will let them in the room. So they sat behind me um like behind my head yeah 
And then they had the curtain up because they were like, we're not taking chances yeah. of them, you know, passing out or anything like that. And then I was, I just was like, to everybody in the room, I was like, make sure you tell me when you're going to bring her over because <laughs> I want to see their face. <laughs> Do not show them before I, <laughs> before I get to look. So I'm like breaking my neck, like looking, <laughs> looking at them when they were like, okay, we're going to bring her out. And I'm like. Like, so I got to see the expression on their faces That's and beautiful. stuff like that. Um, even though they Were had they masks so happy? on. Oh my God. Like they had masks on their faces, but you can see <laughs> like even with their eyes, like everything, That's how, so how they lit up and stuff. She started crying right away and he just looks so happy. And I have goosebumps now yeah. just talking about it, but it was like the most rewarding <coughs> single best feeling in my life. And like, that's crazy because like, I saw my own children. Right. <laughs> but this is but this is selfless. Yeah. The same act, but it's yeah. selfless. It was just crazy to be able to see and then like just to see her and like talk to her and I actually shared on my Instagram not too long ago cuz she just turned a year. Um the mother and I didn't know it until a few days later took a video of them showing her to me. Mm-hmm. Oh. So she took a video of me meeting the baby for the first time. Um so I shared that video on my Instagram and, and um, it was just like, you know, me talking to her and saying like, hi, Peanut. And then she like, as soon as I called her a peanut, she started crying. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the nurse is like joking. She's like, oh, she didn't like that, you know. <laughs> but um, she it's like she knows me, even though we don't see each other like months mm-hmm. for months. She's like super affectionate with me. I was gonna yeah. ask because she's heard your voice for nine months. I mean, you it, have to. Yeah, and it's <clears throat> weird because, like, I mean, I don't know. I, I they got to have their skin to skin moment, yeah. which was great. They got to do all the traditional parent things that happen after birth, which I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I didn't think it was gonna be like oh, yeah, she's going to know who I am. Like, I mean, I guess you do because, yeah, she's hearing my voice for so long. Um, And I bought a book for them to record their voice and read to her. So, like, I was like, you know, so that they could hear, too, because, like, I was like, they're not going to hear, or she's not going to hear him as much as me. So, yeah, um, I did that. And um, it was funny because every time they would talk to her, like, well, on the book, she'd be, like, jumping and, like, (laughs) it was really cute. That's Um, really cute. Yeah. It was just the best. Seriously, I would do it over again. Even though I hate pregnancy, I, I can't That's crazy. stress it. Like I would do it again, I, just for the feeling alone, just to know that you're making somebody's like yeah. life. Right, right. Not even just their day. Yeah, you're giving no, them you're like the ultimate them. gift. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think it's I think it's special that I mean it's what you wanted as well that you found someone that you can still stay active because mm-hmm. I think that if I think about if I was born like through surrogacy that. I would want to, like, as an adult, show appreciation, like, to whomever it was that, you know, gave my parents the ability to have me. Yeah, and I was, like, perfectly okay with, like, kind of fading into the background. Like, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to, like, get updates. Um, And that's part of, in our contract, that was kind of, like, a thing. Mm -hmm. But um, I... I said, you know, I'll defer to you because that's a touchy subject. Yeah. Like, you know, but I mean, so, uh, social media is so crazy nowadays that like, I'm sure it's, it's so not as si- much of like, a stigma. If they have social media, mm-hmm. like you can follow along. Yeah, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. So we do. Yeah, we do follow each other um, on Instagram, which is uh, really nice. And I mean, they send me videos anyway, like, yeah. you know, like um, through text and stuff. But uh, I was like. And I didn't follow them, and they didn't follow me until after the birth because like, yeah. I didn't want yeah them to be like, oh, oh. you know, she's <laughs> what is she doing? She's here, she's there. <laughs> Shouldn't wear yeah. a mask at the nail salon. No, 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 no. <laughs> like just like even in general, like I didn't want it to be like if in case they were to be like, peace out. You yeah. know what I mean? I didn't want it to be that kind of thing. So I, we had this breakfast, um. And it was just me and them because my husband was working and my girls were at school. And it was one of our routine appointments to see the baby and stuff like that. And I said to them, all right, so what do you plan on doing? Like, I just want to prepare myself for, like, what's going to happen after the baby's born. Yeah. Um, Do you plan on telling her? 
I'm going to defer to you guys, like whatever you guys, I'll respect whatever you guys mm-hmm. decide to do. And like, I could have cried cause he was like, we wanted to know like everybody that was involved. Like mm-hmm. we want her to know that all these people, you know, made it possible and that she's loved so much that, you know, everybody here is a part of why she's here. Right. I'm too um, much of an emotional person to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. for those who can't see she's getting a little wet eyed <laughs> but yeah it was like and and I like was just so taken aback because like that's exactly what I wanted to hear mm-hmm. but I didn't want to say like yeah mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah um and you know like I said they love my daughters they treat us like family they yeah um, you know, we exchange gifts from Christmas and birthdays and, um, I went, um, I met them out in the city, um, for mother's day. Mm-hmm. Um, because m- me and my oldest were going to a museum and, um, we all met for like brunch for the, her first mother's day. And I got her a, uh, little pendant that had the coordinates of the hospital that's mm-hmm. on there because I was like, this is where you became yeah. a mom, you know. So, That's so cute. So, um, it's like a fairy tale. It, it really, <laughs> I mean, if I thought two, three years ago, this is how my surrogacy journey was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have signed up years ago. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. part of it is because I've heard so many stories because when you go to these mandatory things, you hear horror stories about how some parents are treating some of the surrogates or so standoffish or so cold or so distant or, you know, demanding or whatever the case is. And like, I have like the best situation. Yeah. That's awesome. Hmm. Yeah. I really, that's great. Um, okay, cool. Um, so I want to, I want (laughs) to jump into, um, we are doing a new section where we allow our listeners to ask some questions um i know that there were a bunch i don't know if there's many that you didn't cover Mm -hmm. but um laura's gonna look and then we'll go from there yeah actually give me one second she has to read through oh i wanted to um tell you because we were talking about how my family reacted Mm -hmm. now my immediate family was cool my my dad kind of had like a little thing like where he thought i was gonna be super attached um and i you know obviously proved him wrong yeah but um but a lot of my other family was like against IVF because it's like creating life that goes to the whole old school catholic kind of deal yeah um and then I was kind of like well I have my sins to atone for and if this is considered a a sin then I'm yeah. going to deal with it. Yeah. And honestly, like, I can't see God being like, shame on you. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was just like, it is what it is. And like, I'm doing it. Oh, yeah. well. And once I was pregnant, they were like, whatever. Like, they were cool. The biggest surprise was my grandparents. Like, old school, Catholic, Puerto Rican, don't really understand much of science, anything. Yeah. And when I, I told them, I was like, so guys, I'm pregnant. And they were like elated. <laughs> they were like so excited. And I was like, it's not my, or it's not Brad's. And then they were like, <laughs> and like their face fell. And then I was like, it's not mine either. And then they like looked at me like, what? <laughs> and then I was like, I'm, I'm a surrogate. And then I explained to them, you know, that I was basically just the oven. And they were like, oh, Okay didn't say anything else about it i thought they would be like so upset yeah and they weren't at all which is a really nice surprise that the oldest of the bunch were like so cool about it did you have um did you have like friends and stuff asking inappropriate questions about it i mean your guy friends sometimes are like oh do you have sex with the husband i'm like (laughs) that's it i read that that (laughs) that does that happen sometimes um i don't I don't know. That's a whole I other mean, conversation. I mean, I guess in like other countries. Oh uh, well, I guess it happened. Never mind. It, 
yeah a whole other other conversation but like i mean no like um no (laughs) yeah do you find some 90 percent of these are how did you feel giving the baby up (laughs) and or how did you avoid getting attached honestly i took it as like a babysitting job like that's how i looked at it i was like the ultimate babysitting job like i just gotta get it to this point right and then um that's it like like you said it means to an end yeah i didn't the only thing um that was like hard hard in a, in a <laughs> sorry sense, guys i live in the farm <laughs> um the only thing that was like hard in a sense was like just the the injections and like mentally dealing with the physical changes of your body when mm-hmm. you're going through this hormonal treatment. So someone actually did ask, what's the most unexpected struggle? So would you say, like, that's probably yeah. it? Because uh, I thought that Brad was going to be, like, giving me the shots. Yeah. And I should have known better because he's so squeamish. <laughs> and then I was like, well, maybe, like, 10, 11-year-old. She was, like, you know, depending on when it was, but... I was like, maybe she can do it. And I was like, no, because, like, if she gets mad at me one day, <laughs> she's going to, like, jam it in. <laughs> so I was like, oh, God. And I'll never forget. It was, like, a week before my birthday or a couple days before my birthday. And I had to start the hormone treatment. Mm-hmm. And I had to give myself an injection by, you know, by myself, yeah. you know. And, like, I'm looking in the mirror and, you know, stabbing myself and the first one was the hardest because i was like and i was cussing up a storm like i was like because i was like scared yeah and then um after that it was a piece of cake um it sucked um and there was like neuropathy for a while so like i would touch like if you like put your hands on your hips or like somebody slapped your butt or whatever it hurt yeah. it was like hard because it, it was a good six months even after I had the baby hmm. that it was still wow, there. that long lasting. Yeah. And I don't know if it, some of it had to do with, cause I was allergic and I had like these welts yeah. and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, it sucks. Cause you have to give yourself shots for 11 weeks and that's I, all IVF. Hmm. So, you know, women who are going through fertility struggles and stuff, God bless you. Cause sometimes it doesn't take on the first try. And like, right. I've had a lot of surrogates. God bless her. There was this one surrogate that I got really close to. She, um, unfortunately had a few transfers that didn't, weren't successful. So I can't imagine coming down from those hormones. Cause like, yeah. I know what I'm going to be like during menopause. Like it's going <laughs> to not be pretty. <laughs> you get- is, is pregnancy any indication of what menopause will be like? No, but I think, because they kind of put you in a menopause state, they freeze you, mm-hmm. or whatever, so that you don't ovulate, so that you can line up to certain things, and then you go through this false pregnancy kind of thing when you get the transfer. Right. So you huh. like get this crazy like I got hot flashes, I got whatever, and it was, and I normally am pretty even keeled when it's like my time of the month. Mm-hmm. So people usually don't really know, um, and I even said wow, I'm being really mean. Like I said, and Brent's like, a little bit. Because <laughs> I was just, it was like any normal person, any normal mom will tell you, you yell at your, you say something nice to your kids like three times, like pick up that toy, pick up that toy, pick up that toy. And then you lose your stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know stuff. if you can cuss or not or here, so I'm just going to try and keep you it can. PG. But anyway, so, you know, you lose your shit. So, like, you, you scream like a crazy person at your kids because you've told them 20 times to do something nicely, and then they only listen to you when you um, go crazy. I didn't have those, you know, three, four times. It was, like, on the first try. Like, yeah. it was, like, pick up your stuff. Like, I was, like, <laughs> you know, like, everything's a mess. And it was just screaming all the time for, like, those couple of weeks. It was bad. Yeah. Um. So... I think that's what I'm going to be like during menopause because hmm. I'm not like that now. Yeah. You can mentally prepare. Well, it's not me. It's everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> they can mentally prepare. Well, yeah. <laughs> there, um, 
again, most of the there are like two two dozen co- uh, questions, which is pretty cool. But they're all kind of mm-hmm. the same. But but one person did say, "Not a question, just thank you for giving Aww. the priceless gift to someone." So oh, just, yeah. I thought that was I a mean, nice way I to end. I don't need this. to be thanked, and <clears throat> I mean, they say it all the time, like "Thank you, I love you," like whatever. Right. And I'm just like, "Don't thank me." Like it's it's serious. I was, it was so good to do. It. Like yeah. I'm so happy that I could do it. Um, so we we are over an hour. Um, so what we like to do with each guest is um, have them say like a final word of advice. Mm-hmm. Um, just your final thoughts and advice to someone or, or whatever it is you want to tell them. Anybody that has great pregnancies, um, vaginal deliveries are best because if you have C-sections, you're limited. Um, but... Uh, if you can, you know, have an easy delivery or easy pregnancy or whatever, I recommend surrogacy because, like, you will never, ever, ever feel that rewarded ever in your life. As long as you don't have, like, an emotional attachment, of course. But um, if you can mentally prepare and you think that you can do it, mm-hmm. definitely look into it. Mm. Because, again, like I said, it's just... And I, every time I see her face and I see them and they love her. You can tell they post her every day. <laughs> they post her every single day, just like any other, like in love parents. Yeah. And it's just, it's great. That's amazing. Really That's is. so cool. Laura, do you have any final words? Yeah, I mean, this was just, this was fascinating. So thank you for coming on and sharing. This yeah. I'm, I'm excited you came. I think it, um, it, it was nice and like refreshing. And I think that, you know, this might help someone or give in that final push someone needed to to do it if they were yeah. thinking about it. Also, like, another thing with the surrogacy, like, make sure you can give yourself a shot because, <laughs> like, it's a pretty decent shot. Like, it's it has to go in the muscle. Like, <laughs> like so it's a big needle. Um, uh, a, a couple friends were like, oh, I would totally do it and whatever, and then I showed them the shot in comparison to like my deodorant and they're like yeah yeah it's a it's a decent (laughs) yeah (laughs) and let's let's not and and now mind you i got pregnant on the first try so my my stomach just let's not deter someone no i just (laughs) i don't want to deter you but i also want it to be like yeah like no it's helpful this is the first thing that you you know kind of have to think about um but you know it was for me like 187 shots um total yeah um so and that's every day um i mean obviously not 187 every day no like over the course of 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 the 11 weeks yeah so if you have failed transfers or you know miscarriages or whatever and i think that also kind of gives you a little more compassion to someone who's kind of going through a fertility thing and i always had compassion towards them but it gives me a whole new respect of mm-hmm. of that because yeah. like, that's just heartbreaking to imagine point. you know doing all this and then but for somebody who is going through ivf and it's not taking like mm-hmm. this hopefully allows somebody to, to come to the realization that you know there are other options yeah Totally. And, and, and there are a lot of beautiful, loving women that are willing to do it. Right. Um, and, and, and not for it. Cause I mean, they don't pay us enough. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> not give, like, we're not going to come up. So, so it's not like, it's not like it, it's, it's a way to get rich right. or whatever. Um, so, you know, we're doing it for an, you know, just the the good reasons, and yeah. and the and the agency. I don't know how other agencies work, but our agency really does a good job with filtering out um, people who are in it for money. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Um, I read that too. Yeah. yeah. It's it, and they are just. I can't stress enough. And what what was the agency again? Um, CSP, so Center for um, Surrogate Parenting. Um, they're based out of um, California, but they have agencies. Um, a couple, yeah. You yeah, said Annapolis, have, right? Yeah, Annapolis, yeah. and uh, somewhere in the Midwest too. Yeah, interesting. That was Very great. Interesting. Yeah, thank you thank so much for um, for coming out here yes. and sharing. Thanks for um, having me. What a ha- like! It makes me so happy to think of like this family to 
you've like helped create you know this might be the only episode where we've ended on a (laughs) truly happy note so thank you for that (laughs) yeah um but yeah all right uh cool so whoever's listening thanks for coming back or whoever's new thanks for coming and listening for the first time um we like to say at every end of every episode if you could share with whoever it is whether it be one person or a couple people um it's just another person that we can help or inspire so yeah so like subscribe comment share all of the works <laughs> <laughs> all right guys uh, have a good night or day or whenever you're listening <laughs> for the haters for the haters come on to it now or later Whoa, uh, uh. It don't matter what your name is, share your story, we'll be waiting, God.